because it's always nice to get some pointers or some tips. I got some random things for you. Execution is everything. A great idea is totally uh, useless. The best influencer is totally useless unless you execute it perfectly. So instead of talking about the process, it's much better just to focus everything on the execution. We do strategy, execution, no approvals or processes in between. It kills everything. It's all about the brand. No trouble, baby. That's right. On today's Super U Podcast, we're going to learn all about how to build incredible brands. It's one small step for man. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. We choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they are I have a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Thank you for joining us for today's Super You Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Quaman. Most of you know me as Equal Man. Thanks for tuning in each and every week. This is a podcast designed to unlock and unleash that superpower that all of us have within us. Most of us just need that courage to wear the cape. That's right. We're all superheroes. We just need that courage to wear the cape. We cover a lot of topics here on the Super You Podcast, but most of them are designed around you as an individual, but also around your organization, your company. And it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur, we're just trying to give you some tips and tricks from some of the world's most successful people so we can become better ourselves. And today that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk all about how to build a brand. We're gonna get this insight curated from John Schoolcraft. He's the former chief creative officer at Oatly. Oatly is a Swedish food company that produces plant-based milk alternatives Specifically, Oatly's flagship product is oat milk, which is made from a blend of oats and water that is then strained to create a creamy, dairy-free alternative to cow's milk. Now, you may know this, even if you don't drink it, it took the world by storm. Everywhere you looked, it was like, oh, remember kales, kale, 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 kale. And then it was oat milk, oat milk, oat milk. So for a lot of you, I know you love it. It's a great milk alternative. So whether you love it or hate it, the key is they built an amazing brand and built a category out of nothing. So again, whether you love it or hate it, personally, I like it straight from the cow myself. And so whatever whatever floats your boat, but the key is all of us do want to learn how to build better brands. So in short, John Schoolcraft, as the chief creative officer, helped build the unique brand identity and marketing campaigns that helped the company gain popularity in the United States and around the world, including the controversial marketing campaign, Wow, No Cow. And that was criticized by some for its bold claims about the environmental benefits of oat milk. Because depending on what you read, the more you read from a health benefit standpoint, from, a, from an environment standpoint, is that we might have had it right all along with, uh, with just the cow milk. Time will certainly tell on that front, but for today's purposes, today's show is just simply around how do we build a brand. Now, before joining Oatly, John Schoolcraft, he worked at advertising agencies such as Wyden Kennedy and Deutsch, where he worked on campaigns for major brands like Nike and Volkswagen. You may have heard of those brands, Nike and Volkswagen. Great, great book, by the way, Shoe Dog. That is the whole story around Nike founder Phil Knight. Great book, Shoe Dog. And now it's made into a movie on Netflix. So I haven't watched the movie yet, but I heard it is quite good. And my daughter, who's 12, really enjoyed reading the book Shoe Dog. So check it out. 
And now more and more, whatever brand you are, whether it's a Nike, whether it's Volkswagen, whether it's Oatly, it's obviously you have to have a great product, but also people want to know what's the purpose. What's the purpose of your company? Which Schoolcraft unpacks a little bit here. So in 2012, Tony, who's my friend, who's the CEO, got the job as, as the CEO. And he called me up and said, I got this job as the CEO of an oat milk company. Can we do something with it? And I'm like, oat milk? What? What? No. Listen, you're on your own on that one. That sounds disgusting. I'm really happy for you. You're now a CEO. Good career move and everything. But sorry, Tony. Uh, yeah, no, it was just like, I don't know, this sounds like a tough one. You know, from a, from a marketing, you know, advertising perspective, like how are you actually going to make that interesting? So, and, and I, I think the original thing was, the story actually was I figured like, I really hate marketing departments because I think they ruined all my best work. So I told him, okay, if we can get rid of the marketing department, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> you know, but beside, beside that, our level was like, what happens if we get rid of the oats? Like we took it down that far. And when we started to work with it, we realized like, this isn't an oatmeal company. This is a sustainability company. This company is a vehicle actually to create change, like to create, to inspire people to make small changes in their lives that will impact them positively. And even more importantly, maybe the planet. Now, when you think about oat milk or oatly, it's what would be called a challenger brand. You know, what are the burdens with inventing your own category or being the up and comer, being that challenger brand? Everyone kind of wants to be this challenger brand, but I'm not sure if everyone really knows how much of a pain in the ass it is to be a challenger brand. So it would be much easier if I just went to work and just did really good stuff and then went home. But being a challenger brand means you're constantly threat of getting sued, of the newspapers ringing you, of threatening everyone else's job because they're doing a really good job. And maybe you're saying something controversial and it's working against what they're doing. It's, it's very difficult. It's all encompassing. Um, so I, I think you can feel the brands that really are a challenger brand because they run a lot of, of risks, both personal risks maybe and, 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 and corporate risks also. You know, some companies, they skimp on the packaging. They think it's what's inside that matters. But if you look at, say, Apple, they spend a lot of time and resources to get that packaging perfect. So when it arrives in your hands, that's the first thing that you touch is that Apple package. How important is packaging to build trust with the customer? We're allowed to have opinions about things. We had an opinions about what was wrong with the food industry, and we had opinions about what was wrong with business in general, and capitalism, or whatever it may be. And so we thought, why should we hold those back? Why shouldn't we share those and make those a part of what we were actually doing? And so we did. And we put a lot of these um, opinions directly onto our packaging as a way to let people know what we stand for. Now, a lot of companies will say like, wait a second, you're putting some bold stuff on your packaging. That's the way, to, like, not everyone's gonna be happy with that. We don't really care, to tell you the truth. We, we don't really mind if people don't like us. They can buy something else. They don't have to buy our product. But it's also an incredible way to meet a lot of new friends. 
And if you look at this packaging, here's what we believe. I mean, it basically states, this is from 2014, exactly what we believe. Everyone should be treated equally. Um, the reckless pursuit of profits by companies should be per perceived as criminal. Um, and these are the things that I think make us very different. This makes us human. <laughs> it makes us human and not a logo. One of the things that we try to focus on all the time at Oatly is that every single person is not representing a company. They're representing themselves. They're just a person trying to help other people make a few changes in their lives. And that extends definitely into our, into our voice. And this builds you know, massive, massive trust with consumers. Many say ideas are worthless. It's all about the execution. Why is execution everything? Because it's always nice to get some pointers or some tips. I got some random things for you. Execution is everything. A great idea is totally uh, useless. The best influencer is totally useless unless you execute it perfectly. So instead of talking about the process, it's much better just to focus everything on the execution. We do strategy, execution, no approvals or processes in between. It kills everything. Now, a lot of people we have on the show, a lot of what we talk about on this show, it's about failing fast, failing forward, failing better. It's about being flossom. It's about understanding that if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And that making mistakes are just part of the process, that they're learnings, that if you want to invent the light bulb, you've got to have a thousand ways not to invent the light bulb. So why is making mistakes a sign of actually pushing the limits? We had a, we had a packaging side in the very beginning. The UK was our biggest market. Sweden was our biggest market and then the UK. And the packaging side said, this tastes like shit. <laughs> And that's what it said, but it didn't say shit. It said S-H asterisk T. And in Sweden, everyone loved it because it's like that was a real comment from a real person. Not everyone likes this product, you know. And we, um, we just you know, printed all the packages and sent it to the UK. And, <laughs> and then we started to get some feedback, consumer response. Like, how could you put my little child actually read the word shit at breakfast? And I, I said, I'll answer the first one. So I said, Wow, interesting. Shit's the third most popular w word in the English language. So it's great that you got to explain that with your child at, over breakfast. And I sent that off and thought, oh, I'll see what happens now. But that unfortunately wasn't the only comment. There were hundreds and thousands of comments that Oof. came directly to Tesco or, or the other big retail outlets. And they don't treat them like I treated them like words are words. So we had to pull everything off, like all the products off the shelves, like hundreds of thousands of kroner at the time. And it was like, well... <laughs> we learned from that mistake. <laughs> I try to say when we're doing our onboarding for everyone, it's like, it's okay to make mistakes. It's, if you're not making mistakes, you're not actually pushing things. So mistakes are fine. It's just like, try not to make them twice, the same mistake twice. That's probably <laughs> not a good thing. So learn from it and move on. You know, you've got to try. It's like, there's risk in everything. So you need to look at, you know, you need to take the risk. Um, and then you just need to learn from it if it goes wrong. Now we're out there, we're trying to build a brand. It might be a personal brand. It might be a product. It might be a nonprofit. You're trying to build trust. You're trying to build that brand. What does this mean if I hear the word Nike? What does that connote in my head? Is it just do it? What does that mean to me? Does it mean I'm outside, outdoorsy? I like to enjoy sports. You know, these brands are incredible. If you don't think they are, do a blind taste test. Take your five top domestic beers in the United States. Take your best beer connoisseur. Blind taste test, guarantee, cannot tell the difference between those beers. And so, what's the difference? 
It all comes down to what does that brand say about you as that consumer. Tesla sales starting to decrease. Why? Because a lot of buyers at Tesla, it used to signal to people, people that you respected, your friends, your neighbors, coworkers, hey, I buy a Tesla. I drive a Tesla because I care about the environment. I am successful and I care about the environment. Look at me. I've got a Tesla. It's cutting edge. Now Elon Musk goes and starts making some comments that aren't very well received by certain factions. And all of a sudden, those people that have that Tesla are trading their Tesla in. They're selling the Tesla because now that Tesla means something else. It might mean that, ooh, I just care about myself. That Look at me. I've got this fancy car. So it's, it's a change. And that change and shift starts where? At the top. And so it's important when you're building a brand that the CEO understands how to build that brand. So let's figure out and hear some insights about why you have to have the right CEO in order to build these iconic brands. A series of very um, stupid decisions that are very naive but optimistic at the same time. And they continue to make stupid, naive, optimistic decisions even when you're bigger. And the market's watching everything you do. You need a CEO who understands. If if there's one thing, it's like, you know, because the CEO is the leader of the company. And as long as the CEO understands the magic of of that, it's possible. If they want a, you know, organizational chart, Excel, uh, test result, measuring uh, system, it's hard to create that. You know, there's more burdens than ever before on brands. Before, they wouldn't get involved with politics, which arguably I would still say is the right approach because you're not beholden to what's going on in the social conscience per se. You're beholden to that shareholder. When you're a publicly traded company, you need to do what's in the best interest of your owners. That's your shareholders. Now, if you're a privately held company, it's a different boat, and maybe you do take a stand on certain things that you really feel conviction around. But... When we think about this, brands, more than ever before, they've got to be adding to the culture versus simply being a money machine. Whether they like it or not, there's just extra stress, an extra burden, and also an extra expectation that we want to hear right or wrong from these brands. Again, personally, my personal stance is more along the lines of Michael Jordan, who once said when he wasn't getting too involved with politics, he was taking a lot of heat for it. He said, look, Republicans and Democrats both buy shoes, meaning I'm not going to say something that negatively impacts 50% of the potential buying audience out there. And again, that's my stance as well. As a public company or as a business, you're always beholden to what's best for that business, what's best for those shareholders. But that being said, there is added stress that you need to understand that you've got to be simple you've got to be adding to culture versus simply being a money machine i i think that if if you remove yourself a lot of times from the business aspects of business and you put yourself in the human aspects of the world and then let's let business be a vehicle in order to achieve some of your goals it becomes quite interesting um it becomes very interesting, in fact. And I think most people are just stuck in the fact that they got an idea and they call themselves an entrepreneur and they need to be able to get some sort of valuation so they can, you know, get some kind of return on their original investment. Like 
all these terms are just like, if you think about it, it's like, wow, okay, how interesting is that? People should just be doing the coolest thing that they can and trying to contribute and doing stuff. And, and if it, if it ends up in, you know, some sort of like monetary reward, that's, that's, that's great. Well, that was a brief one today. We're just scratching the surface on how to build a brand. But my hope is that helped you out. I know it helped me. I got some insights that I really did enjoy. Just a reminder that execution is everything. And then it's really about some of the packaging. It's interesting. It's just it made me think a little deeper that if you don't spend time on that packaging, often that's the first thing that people see, whether that's your packaging as a personal brand even. It's kind of that first impression, right, with people. The same is true with consumers. What's the first thing they see? What's the first thing that they touch? And sometimes it's really that external packaging. They might never, not ever get to that amazing, creamy goodness that's on the inside if you don't have a package that builds trust on the outside. And I do realize, as I just said that, that that wording sounded a little odd. But hey, sometimes we get odd stuff here at the Super U Podcast. But who's not odd? That's you. You joined. You listened in today. So thank you so much. We continue to grow our listeners because of you. You're posting reviews out there. Whether it's a one-star or five-star, it doesn't matter. It helps us give that feedback. But it allows people to know about this show. And again, this show is designed to make sure that you have that courage to wear the cape. It's about unlocking and unleashing the superpower that's within all of us. Whether that's around building a brand, whether that's building a personal brand, whether that's learning about the latest and greatest of TikTok. We cover so many things on this show, but each and every one is a design to make sure that you get the tips and tricks from some of the most successful people in the world so that you can grow. It's all about that growth. If you're not growing, then you're dying. Again, this is your host, Eric Quaman, and this podcast is all made possible by the great people here at Equal Man Studios. That's Maritza Gutierrez, that's Kelsey Gomez, and also, of course, the great Jake Brent. So this is Eric Quaman, or Equal Man, reminding all of us, let's have that courage to wear the cape. And until next time, remember, it's not what we take from the world, it's what we leave behind. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Ah.